Episode 14 of the Moneyline Madness Podcast. We've come a long way in a short time. Sitting here via Skype with my boys Matt Cherico and Andrew Brucato. Guys, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling jaunty. I'm feeling real good. What about you, Andy? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Bringing it back. I love that. I really do. Uh, don't have a huge slate of games tonight. We're talking NBA specifically. Might have a couple ancillary bets to touch on at the end of the podcast. But I guess without further ado, let's roll right into it. Looking at the first game of the evening, it's Sixers. My Sixers haven't been playing spectacularly lately. A little bit of a bumpy road for them. But they are going to face the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. I'll give you guys my bet real quick on this one. I'm liking Tobias Harris, 15-plus points. Embiid over one and a half threes and the Sixers money line at plus 419. They should be able to get the job done against the Pistons, but I'm interested to see how you guys feel about this one. Eddie, yeah, you want to? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm over here and I'm looking at uh, James Harden's stats and everything in his ugly face. And uh, I got him on a bet, though. I got him a plus 12 assists and a Philly win. I know Matt loves those player performance doubles. So I uh, got him at plus 230. I'm over here looking at him. He is. Uh, a lot of assists this year. Basically, he's the assist guy in the league. Uh, second in the league in assists. So, 12-plus uh, doesn't seem – it seems high, but against against Detroit. I mean, guy's got the MVP on his team too. So, feel pretty good about that one. That one's my big one for the Philly game. Okay. Maddie. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like that a lot, truthfully. Out of all the player performance doubles, that's probably – the one I like the most, I mean, for the most bang for your buck, absolutely. If you're trying to go for safest, I mean, the Joel Embiid double-double in Philly to win seems like it hits every single night. So, I mean, they're going up against the Pistons. Not much on the other side of the ball for the Pistons that I would like to bet on. Uh, typically, if I'm betting on the Pistons, it'll just be on some beef stew rebounds. I really don't see him getting above nine against Joel Embiid. So, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that. Um, if you like anything in the three-point range, I guess you could kind of look around. I mean, Harden's two and a half at plus 142. So if you think that he could give you nine points on threes and then those assists as well, um, I could even see you dabbling that with a money line and then Harden to record a triple double or a double double. And that's about, minus 230. So. How about um, how about uh, Cade Cunningham's over under is 20 and a half? Uh, over the past six games, it looks like he's done it four times. So. Looks like he's gone over 24 times. He actually had 34 in his last game. So yeah, he is. He's making yeah. a little uh, hot, rookie of the so. year push for yeah. for this late uh, late in the season. So honestly, if you want to make a a safe kind of parlay and put him at like 15 points or do an alternate points type of thing, I yeah. could see you pairing that with like a Harden assist line and an Embiid double double and the Sixers money line. I could yeah, I, would I wouldn't like hate it. that. And I think. I think I've commented on it a few times over the last couple of podcasts, but the Pistons have been much more impressive over the second half of the season than they were earlier on. They played a lot of close games, and Cade Cunningham has stepped up a few times and had some good performances. You co- or you made a comment about James Harden at, I think it was two and a half threes. He's plus money there for a yes. One and a half, actually. Oh, yeah. so if, he hits, if he hits two threes, you're making money. Okay, so I definitely like it a lot more at one and a half than two and a half because – as a Sixers fan, and we talked about it before we hit record, but I don't really love how he's been shooting from beyond the arc lately. And the reason I ended up going with the Embiid one and a half threes is because I just I look at it. This is one of them games where he's not really going to have anybody to like 
really give him great competition and stop him from doing whatever he wants. So I could see him kind of hanging out from behind the three-point line and just nobody comes to contest it, and he puts up a couple ones. Sometimes You he still think hard. Harden has a tendency to be a fat slob at times? Dude, <laughs> I have never had a flip on any player in Philadelphia sports more than I've had on James Harden. I loved I, him when we signed him. We won five games in a row, and now I look at the man, and I honestly, I compare him to Cheeseburger Randall. Like he's, I, I've he's never like, seen I was, I was going to put him in that same sentence, in that same category, with 30, because that guy right now is lit talking talked about getting shipped out as we speak. So it is, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I wouldn't be surprised to see Randall out of there either. So we're comparing him to Randall after what a month, a month and a half. We're comparing him to fat Julius Randall now. That's bad. I'm off the boat right now. Hopefully I'll be back on the boat and dry in a few days, but I'm off the boat and I'm soaking wet. Listen, you're talking to two, you're, you're talking to two fellas from big market teams who want to see wins. And we've been seeing nothing but L's and disappointment in our tenures as fans of these teams. We deserve better. Truthfully, we deserve. No, you do. You 100% do. The one thing that these two similar fat slobs don't give us (laughs) is some goddamn effort. I want to see you hustle. When James Harden is sitting there and he could be in the club with little baby until four in the morning, pouring up cognac, like that's whatever. (laughs) But like, come out and give me some effort at least. Like Julius Randle, you want to sit there and you want to spend some time with your kid, Kaiden. I'm going to slap him in his forehead. I'm going to slap <laughs> that fat-ass forehead. Get some rebounds, he does, he bro. He to bring oh, so. wow. into wow. things too much. See, Steve has it easy, though. He can hate Harden, but he's got him beat. This is exactly. Matt's best player. Like this is this yeah, was their yeah, best player. Really Barrett's exactly. the best player on the team. He was, but coming into the season, it was Julius Randle. So that's very interesting. Everybody knows who Philly's guy is. This is wow. I can't believe the flip though for Steve. Unbelievable. These big market teams. What a bad place. Bad place. This is big market teams. I my my team's pretty middling in terms of big market. Like they're not huge. They're not in Philly or New York. There's a lot of love in Boston. Wow, you guys hate your guys right now. This yeah. is interesting. Well, do you want to, on that note, do you want to take us over to Brooklyn? And I guess yeah. the, the little, the speaking, little bro in speaking town. Speaking the opposite of big market, let's go to Brooklyn here. <laughs> yeah, the little bros of New York. Um, we got them in the town. Yeah, Milwaukee, Giannis, the whole squad coming in. They're plus 102. This That's kind of a shocker. So, Andy, what do you think about that? This is uh this is the first podcast we've done when um Kyrie can play a home game. So, this is huge. Um. I'm thinking he's going to have a pretty good night, if I'm, in my opinion. Uh, he's going to have to because uh, everybody knows what Giannis can do, right? I'm going to leave Giannis out of this, all right, because we all know he's a star. But on the net side, which one of the two of them is going to step up each night has kind of been the cool thing for the for Brooklyn. Like, is it going to be KD's night? Is it going to be Kyrie's night? Obviously, you wish it was both of their nights. I'm thinking tonight's Kyrie's night. So over 26 and a half would be my bet. For him there. I haven't w- looked at the player performance doubles yet. So I'm going to let you guys hit those. But you know that Matt's kind of got me addicted to looking at those. So I'm going to go uh, look logic. at those. I really don't hate your logic there. Because of Kyrie's ability now to play home games. Come in. Put on a big performance. And show the fans what they haven't really gotten all year in Brooklyn. But I also kind of look at the other side of that. And I, I feel <coughs> like one of them games where everybody's kind of expecting him to come on and put a performance. And he might go for like. 22 like still a respectable performance for sure but he might not light up the Blow the lines out yeah exactly but yeah. i definitely agree with your logic there andy i think it could definitely take place 
personally for me on this game, I'm going to go with Bucks plus 102 just because I feel like it's getting to that point in the season. The Bucks, a lot of people consider them to be the best team in the East, but they don't necessarily always get that recognition. They're kind of just in the middle of the pack when people bring up the number one team in the East. So I think this is going to have to be a big game for them. They want to show people that they can compete on a high stage, on a high level. So I'm going to go Bucks plus 102, and then I'm also going to go no two plus three. Well, excuse me, stuttering. No three point field goals in the in the first three minutes. I'm going to go with that at plus 100. There got to be an easier way to say that, bro. Like they make <laughs> that so complicated to say. I don't know. How would you say that, Matt? No. Um, Two plus three point field goals made in the first three minutes. Okay, I just figured it out myself. There you go. Yeah, yeah good go. stuff. Honestly, I was gonna. Uh, I I could see that happening. But one thing I was all over for this game is the fact that Kevin Durant's three point line has been sitting at two and a half, and he's been putting in like five a game. Like five, like he puts up like seven or eight, and you know it's Kevin Durant. So if he's having a good shooting night, I'm betting on him to make at least two, three of them. You know, so at plus one oh six. I am most definitely taking that, even if it's a straight bet. I feel like that's almost guaranteed cash against the Bucks. He's, you know, it's Kevin Durant. It's there's a personal vendetta there. I don't necessarily think a lot of these star players in the league like Giannis. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but Giannis isn't always as buddy buddy with these other superstars the same way that you know the Banana Boat Squad is. So a lot of these guys don't like Giannis because he didn't come up from that same cut of cloth that they did. And being that he, you know, came from the dirt and he's not that type of AAU cutout guy that came mm-hmm. from college and is one of them. So I think that that gives some incentive on both sides. So I like the Kevin Durant prop. I think um, Giannis is going to blow his props out of the water in terms of points tonight. Uh, I was even looking at Giannis to put up 40 and uh, the yeah. Bucks to win because at, it's that's sitting at plus 630. So if you want to put like half a unit on that or even a quarter, you put 25 cents on that and that's going to win you a dollar 70. So like you're quadrupling your money. Sounds yeah. worth it to me. That does sound worth it. I think you make a think, lot of good points. Do you think the Giannis thing is that he doesn't try to be a celebrity or is it that he's in Milwaukee? Do you think that's a part of the reason that they don't maybe love him like that? Because he's not I a feel big like market. He's never shown like. He's never sucked any toes. You know what I mean? He's never sure. oh, like he's never bowed down to anybody like that. He never plays with stood, a massive chip. Exactly. Like he's yeah. never stood down to LeBron or like Kevin Durant or any anybody like that. Like he's yeah. always been his own person and that like stayed true to himself. And I feel like that's what they don't really like. But I think it goes to what you said too, Andy, because he plays in a in a smaller market. Yeah. And because he doesn't get that love. And like a lot of people do consider him to be the best player in the league. But in most oh, yeah, conversations, when that's brought up, it's still LeBron and it's still Kevin Durant. No, it's not LeBron. I don't no, think I'm anybody should. People, no, no, no. I hear what you're saying. I just think team. if you're still saying LeBron's the best player in the league, you need to check yourself. Just because. No, no, is, I hear you. That's why he plays so hard and go. Like, I don't think he makes friends with those big oh, names. Oh, no. And because he, he wants to show every time he's on the court with them that he is the better player. And so yeah. he plays aggressively. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He, he plays mean and they don't love it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think yep. the aggression's probably the best part of him. I love the way he plays so aggressive every night. That's very what you would hope. If you're Adam Silver, that's what you want your poster boy to yeah. lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, the next game? Hell yeah, I am with that. We got Cleveland 
going up against the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks coming in at minus five and a half on the spread. Um, truthfully, I don't know how because I'm all over the Cavs here. Yeah, really. That's surprising. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with him. That's, that's kind of gross. I mean, the Cavs are a good team in terms of pretty much everything right now. Like they're, I think they're better than the Hawks, like all around. I don't know if, yeah, Darius Garland's playing. Like they still have Mobley playing. Um, he was out last night against the Mavs. Yeah, I don't think Mobley's playing, but that doesn't swing me completely onto the Hawks. That's just a caveat. No, yeah, yeah, that's weird. That is very weird because Maybe I still like. It I, I not that I not that I like Laurie Markinen, but I don't mind him in terms yeah. of like being a sidekick to Darius Garland, especially if they now that they have Karis LeVert as well. And the Hawks don't scare me that much anymore. I mean, Trey Young is obviously still Trey Young, but I don't know. I like think- the Hawks. Hard- they don't have anybody down low that's really intimidating me like that. I think it might be a case of recency bias just because the Cavs seem to have – like they're a little stunted as of late. They they haven't really been playing their best basketball. And then on the Hawks side of things, they just whooped the shit out of OKC last night. I think they put up 136 points on them. So I think that Vegas might be looking at it like Atlanta is really hot right now. Obviously, Cleveland without Mobley. I know he's not a world beater, but he's somebody to – have an effect on a game, then I think that that might be why things are a bit skewed. But like, I love it because I'm looking right now at Cavs win one to 10 points. That's at plus 280. So I feel good about that. Just like, you yeah, guys. I like that. And there's not much going on for the Atlanta Hawks props yet on FanDuel. No. So yeah, I'm good with that. And honestly, let's go, let's go Cleveland then, you know? Yeah. One that I'm looking at is Karis Levert five plus rebounds. If Mobley's not going to be there, somebody's going to have to rebound the ball. Him and Laurie Markinen, I'm thinking if he can just grab five rebounds, and Cleveland wins, you get plus 370. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, just because it didn't seem like you guys had a lot of confidence in what I'd said. Like, Cleveland isn't playing their best basketball right now, No, right? they're not. Oh, no. Especially, they, they've been banged up, like, no Jared Allen. They haven't had, sure, like, exactly. their two big men down there, and that's really where they've been thriving when they could use those, that yeah. guy, Ed, those guys to help out Darius Garland and, you know, really lead that squad. They fell so. into a play-in spot. They got to play yeah. the Nets yeah. right now, right? Wild, and they were one of the best teams in the East this year. Yeah, they were Early. what they were number two going into the All Star break, something like that. Yeah, them and the Bulls. They. I was just gonna say, yeah. if you guys are ready, I am so ready to slander these these <laughs> Chicago <laughs> fellas. Let's I'm always the always Windy ready. City at eight ten p.m. tonight. <laughs> we have the L.A. Clippers going up against the Chicago Bulls, and the Bulls coming in at minus three. Honestly, I think I'm a ride Clip City tonight. Interesting. Yeah, I'm with him. Paul yeah. George is back. Paul George is Paul back. Paul George right? is back, and he put yeah, up Paul thirty two they, nights ago. Once, yeah, once Chicago plays a a player that that you can consider all star ready, and didn't he score like thirty four points the other night? Yeah, he's, that's he's, what I'm saying. Yeah, yep. he's back and ready. I'm thinking they're gonna choke tonight again. They're used to it. So, so I'm in a different boat than you guys are. I looked at the Bulls, like say their last fifteen games. One thing that I took out of it is that they do not play a lot of home games. I know everybody plays the same amount, but they have been on the road a lot in the second half of the year. And they've been a team that's been like very hot early on, as we just mentioned a couple minutes ago, up there with a team like Cleveland in the East who was playing very well. But they've dealt with a lot of injuries this year too, right? Absolutely. No, Bonzo Ball's been hurt for a while. Caruso. Exactly. Caruso finally getting back into the mix not too long ago. But my point being is that I don't think all of that – truthfully falls on the Bulls as a team. I think they've kind of faced a lot of adversity. But tonight I'm actually going to roll with Alex Caruso, five-plus assists and a Bulls win at plus 340. 
I'm, I'm in the minority, obviously, but I'm feeling good about the Bulls tonight. Okay. All right. Um, g- going off of what Andy was saying, honestly, anytime that Chicago plays anybody decent, they kind of sputter out. So I'm going to ride on Paul George, 20-plus in L.A. to win. That comes in at plus 190. And honestly, Paul George, even he put up 34 in his first night back, and then he puts up, I think it was 26 in his second night back. So I'm all over his line right now. If they're going to lowball him a little bit because of his yeah. injury concerns, then I may as well hop all over it. Yeah. Not saying you have to go anything crazy on that, but at plus 190, the value of it, I like it a lot. I'm with you. I'm just adding it. I'm going tw- uh, pl- uh, 25 plus. 25 plus in a Clippers win. Is that plus, uh, what is that? Uh, plus 320. So I'm pretty close to yours. It's a little bit higher. It's just a couple more points. I think he's going to go crazy tonight. So I'm I'm with you, though. Sounds good to me. Let's go PG. Let's go go Clippers, man. Now I feel even better because usually when I'm against it, when I'm against the green, I usually come out on top. Yeah. Move over to the uh, Clippers uh, little brother right now. You're going to move to the Clippers little brother over in uh, they're playing in Utah tonight. What's the spread? 13 points. Uh, 13 whopping points. And I think I'm going to take Utah spread, baby. Yeah, I I hit that too. Any is LeBron going to No, LeBron's not playing, right? No, LeChina ain't playing. Yeah, LeChina ain't playing. So, yeah, I'm with Utah big. I think I might go out on the lid here. I'm going to go with Mike Conley at the first basket at plus 550. Just for shits and gigs. Like, obviously, a, a big shot in the dark there. But I'm going to roll with Mike Conley first basket at plus 550. And then I think I'm going to just kind of counterbalance that with a wire-to-wire win for the Utah Jazz. Just in case, obviously, Conley doesn't hit that first basket. At least I'll hopefully be able to win something. But I would definitely consider that a cheeky bet. I think that's at minus 144 for the wire-to-wire win. Yes, minus 144 for the Jazz. Word up. Honestly, one thing I was thinking about is uh, obviously I think the Jazz are going to win. But – um, if it comes out, the player performance double, I, I know it sounds like craziness in the year 2022, but it, I feel like it could be worth potentially sprinkling, sprinkling 25 cents on it for the odds that it could be a Russell Westbrook, triple double and LA to win. Oh, you think it's one of those nights where he has to take over? I just, I don't know. It, it could I be. Feel no, like it could be because you know what? Last week he put up his fourth triple double of the season and it was gross. It was disgusting. They lost. But it convinced me enough to where I'm like, yo, he I don't know if you saw it, but he fought that reporter last night a little bit. Yeah. Like he was he was beefing <laughs> yeah. with that guy and he was like they, the guy basically asked him, he was like, So what do you think you guys could do to turn this around? And he he just said he was like, You tell me. And they just kept going back and forth at it. But it's some pointless, just yeah. petty nonsense. There's no bigger rivalry than Russell Westbrook and reporters. I don't yep. think. So uh, he hates him. For those if, of you who you can't can. see, obviously, because this is a, a podcast, my jaw just hit the floor. I'm currently picking it up right now <laughs> because of what Matt just laid out. I mean, yeah. anything possible. Yeah. And obviously, Russell Westbrook is a triple double machine. Three straight years, I think he averaged a triple double, but he has just fallen so far from grace that I don't know if I could put any like investment in his player props or whatnot. But it'll be interesting to see for sure. I'm looking here. I don't think. I could be wrong, but I don't believe the player performance doubles were open when I had looked at this game earlier. But not like, for LA. No. Yeah, not no. okay. But there were you. I'm not gonna put any for LA. That's where the real money is. Is yeah, the LA one? I, I kind of like Mike Conley at like 15 plus points. Yes, in I, I was gonna say that one. Yeah, that's a good like one. Like that, Andy? 
Yeah, I was going to say Mike Conley 15-plus in a Utah win. Because, was- I mean, Donovan Mitchell's not going to score every point. No. <laughs> I mean, so somebody else is going to have to score. So yeah, Conley will get his. Let's just say we're not Laker fans, though. I mean, <laughs> nobody yeah, here definitely. really likes the Lakers. Clear as day, crystal clear. Screw the Lakers. Screw LeBron. Screw Anthony Davis, too, because I can't stand how he's always injured. But that's obviously a whole different Did you hear what the, the New Orleans uh, announcer said at the end of the game? No, what did he say? They were like, that's all, folks. Because remember when he was trying to get out of uh, New Orleans? Oh, yeah, he wore that shirt. All, folks. Sure. They really, they good stuff over there in New Orleans. Everything comes full circle, man. Everything. Now, I, I saw something on Facebook that was a, pic- a picture of somebody that said, uh, when uh, like in 2017, they said Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis could team up in L.A. in the future. And that guy was like, I could die if this happened. And then like five years later, he posted, I actually want to die because this happened. It was very funny. Yeah, It's fantastic. And it's very true because the Lakers absolutely stink. Horrible. I now, think with that both- being said, we could talk about something that LeBron doesn't have. And that's a college education. Damn right. Hell Hit yeah. Him. Take us to the men's final four of the NCAA March Madness tournament. We got first game, Kansas Villanova. Man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath. What do you four, guys? Four four blue bloods. I've never seen this before. I've watched a f- been like a while now that I've watched college basketball. I've never seen four blue bloods in the final four at the same time. It is amazing. I'm I'm mad that St. Peter's lost, but I'm also this is what you get for that. You get four blue bloods. So that Kansas Villanova game could be a game of the year type thing. That is if if I know that they're missing more now. Villanova's missing more and that sucks. He's a great player. But they they beat Houston, who's a really good team, and Gillespie was horrible. Gillespie had his worst shooting game of his college career, I think. If he can just be half better than that, I think they can beat Kansas without more. They won without more. Most of the, well, with him not even scoring that much anyway. So I think I have Villanova in this one. Uh, can somebody refresh me on the Oh, here we go. The line is four plus and a half. four and a half. Yeah. Either way, I think they cover whether they win the game or not. So and that's my Nova thing. I obviously I'm a Philly fan. Villanova is my team in college basketball. Granted, I'm not that big of a college basketball fan. My point is, though, I think that the injuries for Villanova could become an issue. I'm not exactly sure. I know you laid out that guy's name, but he's out for the year now. So yeah, more. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me while I call. But um, another thing I wanted to say though is Gillespie or Gillespie, like he's dealt with some injuries too. He got rolled yeah. up on his knee. Yeah, he's in, and he's fire. He's fresh into the season. Really, he hasn't played that much this season. No. Yeah. And and against a team that likes to play fast in Kansas, they have they a lot of depth too. They scare they me, man. They're they have the that one kid. What's, what's his name? Bill Self uh, has on the doorstep all the time. I really truthfully think it might be their year. So I think I'm actually going to go with Kansas minus four and a half in this one. And if I had to take the over-under, I'd probably roll with the under just because I think as it gets closer, I mean, obviously it's the final four. These teams are going to be playing yeah. competitive, tight defense. I'm going with the under in that game, and I'm going to take Kansas at minus four and a half. I see. Yeah, I, I like that too, honestly. Uh yeah, I think Kansas is just – it's really tough for me because this is coming down to the point where I really don't want to decide because March is so crazy that you just don't really know what's going to happen. And I can I see think, this going either way. I think everybody has an opinion on the next game. I think Well, everybody feels yes a certain way no, about man. the next game. I do, but I don't at the same time. But I'm going to roll with Steve and take that Kansas and then the under as well. Sweet. And All right. 
touching on that Andy. next game. Like, I can't believe yeah. this is the first time these two teams have met. When I saw that stat, I my jaw dropped. I can't believe they've been teams for so long. They've been great for so long. All the great players that have played there, and they've never met in a tournament. That is insane. Yeah, let alone the Final Four. The tournament itself, they've never met. I was yeah. blown away when yeah. I heard that stat. That's insane. It's because I feel like with these two teams, one of them usually always trips up. Like, you don't always see these teams in the national championship. Actually, Duke hasn't been there in a while. So it's very odd that they usually trip up. Neither of them tripped up yet. This isn't even a good North Carolina, that good of a North Carolina team. Like, this isn't one of their better teams in the recent years. They don't have an NBA player to my eyes. Maybe Baycott could be. But other than that, they really don't have one, which is most surprising about how they beat Baylor. But that's just how they are. It's, it's incredible. Everybody wants to talk about the Coach K side of things, though. Yeah. The coach for North Carolina, I don't know his name off the top of my Hubert head. Davis. Hubert, Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. Hubie D, baby. Hubie D. So New York's very there's own. There's something magical happening over there, too. Like, yeah. how emotional he got after their victory in the Elite Eight to get into this Final Four game. Like, I think that there's something special taking place in their locker room just as much as there is in the Duke side yeah. of things. Not to mention that they played twice already this season. They split victories, but North Carolina won their latest matchup. I and really like them. North Carolina plus 162 yeah. here on the money line. I just... Like, it's obviously going to be a close game, but I've kind of been a believer in the fact that as magical of a run Duke has been on, and obviously Coach K's last season, I didn't think that they were going to make it all the way and win it. So I'm going to roll with North Carolina here, plus 162. I think that it's re I agree entirely in the terms that I think it comes down to who do you think has the better script right now? Do the Tar Heels and Hubert Davis have more magic in the bottle, basically, than the Coach K script is, you know, writing itself out to be because a lot of people probably saw it coming even before the the tournament. The fact that this is Coach K's last season, they have a decent but not great Duke squad. And no, it's not one even, of his better. No. And like you it's, were saying, same thing with the Tar Heels. Like yeah. this, this team is no Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett type no. of squad. It's not, you know, it's not the Carl Anthony Towns, uh, John Wall, Kentucky team. Like, you know, no. these are not teams we're going to be talking about years from now, but they've put together good enough runs and kind of brought that lightning in a bottle on both sides of it. Yeah. And it's just a fact of personal preference at this point because it's it's going to be that close of a game so i think that like steve was saying i think north carolina for the bang for your buck i think that's where it's at right now um even if you just want to take the plus four at minus 110 i think that it's it's going to be a close game it's just really who do you think has that that spark i yeah. i mean obviously matt and i share the same sentiment the only thing is and i just wanted to pose this as a point matt and see what you feel like i i'm a little scared at plus or minus four just because I feel like this could end up being like a two-point game. Like one basket is the separation between like maybe a foul at the end where the guy gets to the line, puts two baskets and like seals it with 0.8 seconds left, something like that. Like, I mean, anything's possible. They set the lines at plus or minus four for a reason, but I just feel like if I could, I might take an alt spread on this game and go like do minus two. But just a thought. I don't know how you feel about that or if you disagree, that's fine. Did you not – you liked – UNC on the money line yes but that's what I'm saying so like if you thought Duke was going to keep it close but like because they could minus two and still lose right 
Or am I talking no, out they would be plus. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you would have plus to. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. okay. So yeah, I think, I think no matter what, plus. I think I think Carolina is covering that four. I think that it's going to be yeah, a close. Like, so basically you were agreeing with me in terms that you think that it could be just like a one or two point game. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. think that Carolina can definitely cover that four. I don't think they lose by more than four. That's you. So who do you each have winning the game? You have North Carolina money line. So obviously Steve has North Carolina. Who do you have winning? <sighs> I'm making a pick. Gun to your head right now. Dude, <laughs> I think Duke's going to win by one point, man. See, I haven't made a pick because I've all week I've been thinking, like, who do I want to win? But who do I actually feel like? I just want to preface this with I hate Duke basketball. They're the bane of my existence. My team has never made has made the tournament one time since I've been alive. Like, my team's bad. So I always am in the, like, the blue bloods, like, because my team's never in it. So I'm always watching these guys. And I always hate Duke. They're everything I wish my team could be. There's everything. They always make it far. They're always in the conversation every year. And I hate Coach K because he's eating all of this up. He's eating every single bit of this attention up. And it's pissing me off. So I want North Carolina to win more than anything. But I don't think they're going to. I think I actually think Duke might win this game by 10. Just because they were in Cameron Indoor. They were ready to play that last game at Cameron Indoor. It was Mike. It was Coach K last game it's there. Spanked. It was already. They got their asses kicked. Their parents were there. Everyone yeah. they were embarrassed. That's eating at them this week. They do not want North Carolina to get the upper hand again, and they don't want North Carolina to knock them out of the tournament. And Coach K sure as hell does not want that. So I think they're going to come in this game with a lot of energy and a lot of aggression, and I think they're going to win. I really think Duke's going to kick their ass because I don't want them to. But I think they will. Andy, what a setup there. I had to. Uh, Major twist. I, and that I, you laid that out so perfectly that I almost want to thanks. change my pick. But I'm, I'm still stay with plus 162 North Carolina. But, I mean, that was very well articulated. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend of, of yeah, college hoops. That's for sure. Can I comment on this, though, real quick? Get your guys' thoughts. What do you got? I mean, I'm looking at over under 151 in that game. I'm going under all day. Oh, yeah. They're going to be. It's going to be a tough game. They're going to battle. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of defense in it. I just think I wouldn't be surprised if Duke comes into the game and gets on like a 15 to 5 run. That's the only, like because they'll just come in quick, but I don't think that both teams are going to score a lot. Not never in the final four, you rarely see that. You Dude, rarely see like high 36 to 34 game at halftime. Like that yeah. maybe that's a little low, but in that like there's going to yeah. be tight defense being played in these two games. That's my I opinion. mean North Carolina's coming off a game where they played St. Peter's. Like, they were definitely taking St. Peter's lightly, and they still won by 20. Like, they did not, and they still won by a lot. So, North Carolina is a team that can, that's coming off a game where they didn't expect to really have to battle. They didn't have to battle. Duke had to battle. So, I mean, Arkansas was giving them a bit of a run in the middle of the game, which is why they had to fight. North Carolina didn't have to fight for a second in that game. I watched it. It was like 10 to 3 early. They were done. Like, North St. Peter's was obviously done. So. It was bad. And then on the flip side, just to comment real quick, Kansas was down at halftime to Miami, and then they came out and went on like a 17-point run. It was no March, man. You just just never know. You really don't know. And with how great this March has been, I expect really good Final Four games. No doubt. It's been so good. No doubt. You guys have anything else you wanted to mention, any other sports maybe, before we kind of wrap this episode up? No, nah, I just want to let the let the fans know that we're going to be back with some baseball content coming oh, yeah. soon. Next week, Andy B's very own episode oh, yeah. 
he's going to be going on an absolute tear and taking us through the MLB and basically breaking down how you can make some money over this summer season. Yes. So stay tight. Don't forget to follow us on all social medias at ML Madness Pod. And yeah, stay tuned for more. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much and take it easy. Peace. Go, dogs.